0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts we travel. To understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First up. Oh, I love this. The Divine Comedy. That's right. This is for all the people who have absolutely no grasp on how funny God really is. First, to the scriptures. A merry heart does make like medicine, and for about a billion believers, they can use some seriously merry medicine. But instead, too many believers are like the monks in Monty Python and the Holy Grail movie. The monks keep bashing their heads with wood. So perhaps we can reflect a little of the eternity we're heading into. After all, the testimony of a mirror makes a great case for laughing. Next, Peter just coming to his senses. He had been sleeping, he was in jail, bound up, going nowhere, but now he's out and on the street. He's looking over his shoulder everywhere. How do we know this? He's an escaped prisoner on the run. It doesn't take rocket science to figure out what's going on. Shh. He's on the run. And finally, he gets to the mother's house of John Mark. He knows it well. John Mark is a disciple, just like we talked about in 1 Peter 5 the other day. He calls for them to open the door. Wow, how exciting. But they don't believe Rhoda when she tells them that Peter's there, even though they were praying for that. Meanwhile, guess who's outside still knocking while they're arguing in the house? Poor Peter. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy they, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us during the show, David, at I'll say it slower so you can catch it. David at Ms. All right, I'll say it again. David at he must increase dot org. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214. 210-8483 as Well, you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972. See, it's a 9 and 7 and 2. 445. See, it's a 4, a 4, and a 5. And then it's a 0770. 0, seven, seven, zero. zero seven, seven and 0. When you make that call, ho, 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 you get to talk to Dynamite D. Oh. All right, let me tell you what that's like. So in the first part of the show, we said that talking to Dynamite D is like opening your mailbox and finding no bills. This part, we're saying it's like opening your emails and finding no bills. We're we're grateful for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you get the email, you're like going, I owe nothing. How nice is that? That's pretty nice. Bottom line, maybe you've got a question, a thought, a comment. Maybe you've got an opinion, something you want to share. You have that opportunity. If you've got a praise report, bring it. If you've got a prayer request, bring it. If you've got something going on you want to share, it's really important, it's on your heart, bring it. Bottom line, we're trying to encourage one another as we see the day of Christ getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And closer. How much closer? Just think about five years ago if you were a Christian and look at it now and tell me how much closer it is. It's incredible the speed with which things are happening. So we're here to encourage one another, strengthen one another. Hopefully we hear the trumpet. We're all out before the end of this uh, intro. That'd be awesome. But if not, we need to occupy until he comes. Bottom line is we want to encourage and bless each other, help each other to stand firm in the Lord. We also try to challenge each other in scriptural elements. In the Old Testament, who cheated who by changing his wages ten times? Who cheated who? So you got to have like two names here. Who cheated who? Who cheated who by changing his wages ten times? If you think you know the answer, well, there you go. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase dot org. So just keep in mind on our show, it's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. So you gotta buckle up, little campers, because here we go. As I was talking to my brother today, and I said, there's this old, old joke. It's a classic, okay? It's a classic joke. And it just, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but this is one part of this routine where, where Steve Martin spends about three or four minutes going, you must, you must remember this. It's the most important thing. It's just super important. He just keeps going and going, and going. You're just listening. You're listening. He goes, he goes, always, he stops. He goes, no, wait, it's never. <laughs> you're killing me, small. I know. <laughs> It's just so funny. Eh, what am I supposed to do? All right, uh, get ready, because this is by far my favorite. I, I would just teach this for two or three hours if I could. I'm not allowed to. I would if I could. But this is what I call the divine comedy. For those people that are just so uh, unconnected to who God is, God is the one who gave you a sense of humor now your sense of humor might be limited i can't help you on that mine's pretty expansive but listen to this story as it breaks down it is so amazing and stop trying to be over spiritual just observe the story as it's taking place and listen to what's what's going on so we're going to pick it up at acts 12 6 and then just kind of run it through all right The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, chained between two soldiers, with other standing guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel tapped him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals, and he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all this time he thought it was a vision. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate to the street, and this opened to them all by itself. So let's just stop right there. Peter is in jail. I don't know, five, maybe ten minutes later, he's no longer in jail. Initially, he's thinking he's seeing a vision. That's how tight visions can be. It's like it's so real, right? Even more real than dreams is a daydream or a vision. And he gets goes past two guard posts. Now, remember, he was sleeping between the guards. There's 16 guards guarding him. He gets by all of those people. All his stuff falls off. He goes by these two guard posts. Nothing stops him. They get to this big iron gate. You've seen it in the movies but this is not a movie. The gate opens and Peter walks through the gate and now Peter is realizing, "Uh, wow. So they pass through the first and second guard post. They came to the iron gate to the street. So this is going out of the prison wall into the street and it opened it to them all by itself. So they passed through and they started walking down the street. Then the angel suddenly left him. Now, forget all the brilliance that you think we all have. You are Peter. You have just been removed from the inner cell, from the, what are they, the, the, where they call the hole in the, in the prison. You've been brought past the soldiers. You've been brought past the wall. Now you, you're, out into the, you're out into the public. The angel leaves you. And what are you? What are you? By any definition, you are an escaped prisoner. You are a prisoner on the run. You can give me all your theology. Oh, well, the Lord let him out. Okay. But you realize he was in jail, he was chained, he had a court date, he's now past all that jail stuff. I mean, you just got to think of all those, like, uh, I guess, and don't get upset with me, but you got to get thinking about Shawshank Redemption, all these things where there are people on the run. It's just like, what is going on here? This guy has been released, and in verse 11, it says, Peter finally realized What had happened? He's going through this whole process. Minutes are going by. You know what I'm saying? He's walking by the guards. He's walking past the gate. He's walking out of the prison. He's in the streets. The angel leaves him, and he's like sitting there, and he's like going, whoa. I have just been broken out of prison. I want you to see that because that's what Peter's going through. Does Peter know everything that's going to happen? No. Does Peter does Peter like is he is he like amazed? Yeah, of course he's amazed. It's really true. He says to himself, "The Lord sent his angel to save me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do, which was death." And now he's on the street and on the run. And when we come back, you're going to see that God is still funnier than any of us ever recognize. The answer to the trivia question, by the way, is... Is... Who cheated who by changing his wages ten times in the Old Testament? And the answer is Laban cheated Jacob. Laban cheated Jacob. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K-A-A-M-770, the True station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go
1: anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassador's Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position.
0: But Jameer, are you there with us? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you think you have an answer on how many days between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ascension? Uh, is it 40 days? That is correct, sir. You are a winner. Very nice. Huh. Did you have to look it up, Jameer, or do you know, did you know? Uh, the funny
2: thing is, um, I was reading this book, The Prepper's Driven Life by Rick Warren, and then. It was just talking about how God, like, transforms a a lot of people's lives um, in 40 days, you know, and that happened to be one of the things that he was speaking about. So that was funny. I had just read that today, too. Wow, great timing. It it taught me something. It taught me something, too. So it's funny how you just spoke about it on the radio show, so I just had to call in, man. I always listen, so.
0: So the trivia question actually had a meaning for you.
2: It did. And now that just pushes me to, like, be more into also my Bible, because if I was, like, I should have known that, you know what I'm saying? So... But, you know, that taught me something. I thank you for at least having that question because there's a lot of people who didn't know that, you know, so you're still teaching a lot of people, so thank you.
3: The David Spoon Experience on 770-KAAM. It's incredible, and it's never been done before, and you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com, and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible, it's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience.
0: Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Our next trivia question. Here you go. In Luke's Gospel, in Luke's Gospel, what did Jesus see the widow put in? Into the collection box. In Luke's gospel, what did Jesus see the widow put into the collection box? That's your question. You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And as well, you can send an email David at hemustincrease.org. So we got a couple things that we want to run by you. I do want you guys to remember, you know, praying for the audience, things like that. Um, I have a joke. (laughs) It's a good joke. If you don't like this joke, then this this whole message about the Divine Comedy is really for you. No, I'm kidding.
3: (laughs) That's a nice way to
0: say that, isn't it? All right, here you go. Ready for the joke? All right, here we go. Last week, my wife was in her usual hurry to drive home from work. She tailgated one particular slow car for some distance, mumbling some unflattering comments under her breath the whole time. Suddenly, her attention was drawn to the license plate on the car. It was one of those vanity plates people pay extra money for, and it read Mark chapter 8, verse 33. Not familiar with that particular verse. My wife didn't immediately understand its significance, but it stuck in her mind. And as she continued cursing and tailgating the car down the road, finally she arrived at home and she sat down and she relaxed, Uh, just taking it easy. And then she started thinking about that License plate, and was wondering what the driver of that car was trying to say with that license plate. So she reached for her King James Version Bible, and it took her a minute to locate Mark chapter eight, verse thirty-three, and it read, "And Jesus answered and said unto them, Get behind me, Satan!"
3: He's <laughs> tailgating.
0: <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one come on people you just gotta have a sense of humor gotta have a sense of humor all right somebody ready to answer the trivia question uh let's send them on through knock knock this is david who am i talking to
2: Roger again. hey how are you i'm okay well, I'm glad you're okay. I I picked pick the easy questions.
0: Okay. Well, that's, you know, I like that you say that, all right? Because that, mean, that means that these are easy and you know your Bible well, right? All right. So well,
2: I, I I do know my Bible pretty well. I'm not perfect, but I, I know a lot of scripture. Addresses ain't too clear.
3: All
0: right. Here here's you if you want, I can make this particular one harder by asking you to give me the answer in Greek. But I won't but I won't do that. Okay. All right, my brother. Here we go. Here we go. All right. In Luke's right. gospel, what did Jesus see the widow put into the collection box? It's called two pence. Two pence is correct. Two small coins, two mites, two pennies. Anything is going to work along those lines if you're listening to it because it's, what is it? It's how much of what she had did she put in? Yeah. All that she had. All that she had. She didn't do it out of her abundance. She did it out of her existence. And that's why she's, that's that's it. That's what Jesus noticed. Exactly right. And she got, it was so good, she got in the book. You know, there's that classic joke about the preachers coming in to heaven on the golf cart and everybody's got a small little cottage and they see the mansion on the hill and they go, well, who's that? That's the widow woman's house right there. It's like, there you go. That's it. So excellent job, brother. Very, very good work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we uh... Well, I've been really listening. I I skipped about a week because of my schedule, but I've been really listening this week, and it's been really helpful, uh, different teachings and everything. So I just wanted you to know that it's been helpful with me drawing closer to the Lord, and that's my, uh, my goal for this year is to draw closer to the Lord on a daily basis, and um, I just wanted to let you know that that some of your teachings that nah, I'm not going to say all
0: of them, but some of them <laughs> have helped <laughs> me quite a bit. Well, thank you, brother. <laughs> Every everyone that blesses you or helps you, those are the ones to keep. The ones that don't, those are the ones to forget. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I was I was raised up in a pretty good uh, church, and uh, one of my pastor said, well, when you get a good message, you uh, eat the meat and spit out the bones.
0: There you go. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, that's funny. So, yeah. So thank you, brother. And I, I
2: really like the, well, I've said it before, but I really like your sidekick. Yeah. He, he's. I just feel an anointing from him through the radio.
0: Yeah, that's very good. That's very astute. Yeah, yeah D is really—he is in sync with the show. and yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love it.
2: So I feel the anointing through the radio when he speaks.
0: Yeah. So. I, I and yeah. I will encourage him to speak as often as the Lord prompts him. Right. Right. Do that. Amen. Do that. I will, brother.
2: When, well, you got a good thing going. Keep it going. As long as you can.
0: That's that's. I'm gonna goal. try
2: to help this year. I just don't know when.
0: Well, you just let the Lord help you with that. I'm not worried about that. Okay. You just keep praying right. for us, though. Okay. All right. God bless. All right. God bless you. Bye bye. Right. Excellent job. There you go. Right? What a blessing to hear that. Did Some that really programs bless yeah. blessed him. <laughs> well, no, that was listen, a good call. Listen, I got I got a message for you. That ain't any different than what my wife says. Just so you can know. She goes, That was a really good teaching. And then other times she goes, Uh huh. That's funny. (laughs) In fact, I I think of John, I do think of John Wimmer when he had that situation. He preached this unbelievable message and everybody says, Unbelievable, unbelievable. And he turns to his wife and he goes, What'd you think? She goes, Eh. (laughs) God knows how to bring it down, people. God knows how to take it down or not. All right, let me go to this, or I'm going to miss this altogether. This is really kind of uh, an amazing portion. Okay, now, Peter, I want you to understand this. Peter has realized what's happening, and it's true. He's like, okay, the Lord has sent an angel, right, and the angel has delivered him. Now, here's what I want you to watch. This is verse 12 on Acts chapter 12, verse 12. After a little thought, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. Now listen, okay? In verse five in this text, right? I want you to see what it says in verse five. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. Now we're at verse twelve. So in verse five, what's the church doing? Just let's get on the get on board, okay? What's the church doing? They're praying for Peter. They're like, get Peter out. Get Peter out. Save Peter's life. Save Peter's life. Now verse twelve, after a little thought, Peter went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where they were gathered for prayer. So let's understand the story. So after after the angel departs, Peter's standing there, sitting there, crouching there, hiding there, whatever. Okay, we don't know that part. But he has a little thought. He's thinking. He after a little while he's like, you know, like where should I go? Right, which if you if you just understand, the angel didn't say go here, <laughs> or right, or, or go there, or I have freed you. Now go to this place, which which happened in another story, right? He has to think about where he's going. Yeah, he's not going to go to the ice cream shop. He's not going to he's got he's got to go I got to go to a safe place. What's a safe place? Well, he's been discipling John Mark. We get that in 1st Peter chapter 5 at the end of the at the end of the letter where he talks about him being his son. And so here he's like he's going to go to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where what is happening? Many are gathered there for prayer. Okay? I'm just going to ask you this question. You can answer it for me. Ready? What are they gathered there for? Prayer. Who are they praying for? Peter. So Peter connects. I'm going to go to this place, and uh, hopefully, when I go to this place, then that will work out uh, great for me. And uh, because they're, uh, you know, they're the people of God. And so it says, verse thirteen, he knocked on the door of the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda. Came to open it. Now, why we're going to cut there is because the rest of this is the most bizarre, it's one of the most bizarre stories in scripture. Rhoda is responding. There's nothing wrong with Rhoda. She's just responding. Peter, after a little while, goes, Hey, let's go here. And he goes there and he knocks on the door and she's going to respond. And when we come back, we're going to see the play that I call the Divine Comedy. That's it. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robison, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. uh, Very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege, again, of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet, and I just want to give a whole hearty welcome and open door and open heart to James Robinson. Uh Thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience.
4: Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you. To a very important, important point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes?
0: Yes, please, by all means.
4: When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me, we have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the President of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ the body of born-again, baptized-into-Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me, and I'll heal your land. Now, listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. That's Jesus. He holds kings in His hand. Our king, our shepherd, our Father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man 770 the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question and a tough one. What happened to Jesus to cause him to say to his followers, you will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me? What happened to Jesus to cause him to say to his followers, you will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. So contrary to popular positions... We will always have the poor amongst us, regardless of what the government says. Do you understand that difference? Okay, if you think you know the answer 9724450770 or you can text 2142108483 or send an email David at he org. I'm going to send you up to the website and tell you two things. Money is tight, so we can use your help. If you can give, great. If you can't, don't worry about it, but be praying that we get givers. Number two, prayer requests are up there. If you've got a prayer request you need somebody praying for you, make sure to fill that form out. And then also, once again, don't forget that on the website is a link from yesterday's show so that people can uh, click on there. You can point people in that direction if they've been hurt or wounded it is right there available uh if the lord is in it they will connect to it. You know what no, we don't get anything for that. We're just trying to help. So uh let that be a possibility. Uh don't forget to check it out. hemustincrease.org
3: prayer request.
1: hemustincrease.org praise report. He must Looking to give to this ministry?
3: He must increase.org.
1: Confused by what's happening right now?
3: He must
1: increase.org. He must increase.org. That's a
0: good one. That's that's That's, 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 that's it, I it. I mean, this is the best one. But, but again, we're going to set D up in the future. And we're gonna pay, we're gonna play the long one. And he's just gonna go, Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> he doesn't Dian, it is, is listening. It is long, brother. <laughs> In fact, when we do this, uh I'll be probably exiting the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's that long. All right. So Okay. Uh what happened to Jesus to cause him to say to his followers, You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. That is the question. Eric asked a really good question because we're in the Rhoda stage. And he said, where is uh Mary Tyler Moore, MTM? And I said, MTM was in the back, but that stands for Mary the Mother. CTM sounds of the mother. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. Right. Well, it's kind of funny. Uh 972-445-0770 is the number to call if you want to answer a trivia question. 214-210-8483. Is the text and then David at he must uh, is the email. Normally, at this point, I would do the history. We're going to wait on the history because I want to go into this text because this is the part. This is the, the thing. I, I've taught on this before. I love this. It's like my favorite. If I'm going to read a section in Scripture and I just need a good jolt, this is what I read. Okay? All right. What's the setup on the story? Let's just make sure we get it so that we can kind of do it together. The setup on the story is Peter is an escaped prisoner. Do you understand that? I want to make sure everybody understands that. Okay. All right. He's an escaped prisoner. He gives it some thought and he's like, I'm going to go over to John Mark's place uh, to, to marry John Mark's mom's home. Okay. And check it out there. Remember, verse 5, Acts 12, 5, the church is doing what? Praying for Peter. What are they praying for Peter? They're not praying that he gets new pants. They're praying that he gets out. Right? Okay. Verse 13. He knocks on the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone Peter is standing at the door. Verse 15, you're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided, then when she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. I want you to catch what's going on. Peter, an escaped prisoner, is knocking on the door. Who Who is it? It's Peter. Oh, it's Peter. So Rhoda runs back in, and then, what does she say? Peter is standing at the door. And what do they say? You're out of your mind. You're crazy. You're nutsy cuckoo. You've lost your coo You're nuts. You've lost it. And what does she do? She's insisting. Do you know what it means to insist? I just want to make sure you understand. She's like, no, he's at the door. He's at the door. He's at the door. So in the meantime, what's going on here is they're having a discussion in the back between the disciples and Rhoda about Peter being at the door. And Peter's an escaped convict a prisoner and what's Peter doing the verse says it says this it says meanwhile verse 16 Peter continued knocking which means that Peter is still out there going uh uh, guys guys you want to let me in guys I mean I'm an escaped prisoner and I'm out here in the street and they're on the inside arguing whether it's Peter or not, and Peter's sitting there knocking on the door going, open the door! If you don't see the humor in this, you have just, you've lost it. You just, you have no sense of humor. This is a serious situation. What's serious is that Rhoda and the disciples are arguing, wait, this is the best part, and this is an answer to prayer, and they don't believe it. They don't even believe it, and they're telling her she's in a nutchop, and she's going. It's Peter! It's Peter! And they're having this back and forth. And what's Peter doing? Uh, uh, guys, guys, and so just we'll read rethrow, we'll go through it again. He knocked on the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, obviously she knew his voice, she was overjoyed. Oh, Peter's there. Peter's there. She was overjoyed. And instead of opening the door, which is what normal people would have done in the circumstance instead of opening the door she ran back inside and told everyone peter is standing at the door you're out of your mind they said she insisted they decided it must be his angel they can't even agree on what's taking place here meanwhile verse 16 peter keeps knocking on the door when they finally went out now look at look at that look at that text i'm not sure which i'm not sure what version you have what i don't know do you have a, and I, you have your NIV what do you have on your what do you got which one do you have I have the
2: uh, the the, NIV. Okay.
0: Can you just read verse 16 for me? Just 16 out of that text. Can you read that verse 16? Just that. uh, Meanwhile, Peter knocked on the door. What what does it say uh, next? Then what what does it say? But Peter kept
2: knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished.
0: Okay. So eventually, they opened the door. And I do like this particular version that I'm teaching out of because it says they finally went out and opened the door. And it's just like, Peter, I'm going to go with if I'm Peter and I'm an escaped prisoner and I'm knocking on the door and they're arguing on the inside and I keep knocking and they finally open the door. Do you not just think, you know, and then what does it say in verse 17? He motioned for them to quiet down. Right? So you know what happened, right? So Peter, they open the door. It's Peter. He walks in. They go like this. Peter! Peter! Right? He's an escaped prisoner. Yeah. You probably don't want to scream his name and be overjoyed because he's on the run. <laughs> you, see, you see what's going on there. Now, the biggest, funniest part about this is that the church is praying for Peter Peter shows up at the door. They don't even believe he's there. They open the door. They were praying for this. Wow. And then when the prayer is answered, they are just amazed. I I guess you were just throwing up a prayer and uh, I guess just throwing it up there, seeing if it sticked or something because you weren't believing it. Because when it happened, you were like, what an answer to prayer. Here's Peter. It's just like. But isn't that like us, Dave? Exactly like us. And that's the problem right there is that when we pray and God answers, we're amazed. We're not amazed because God is just simply amazing. It would be cool if we could say that. This is more, we're amazed that he said yes. That's the problem. So now Peter has to get them to quiet down. And the whole premise to the whole teaching is understanding the situation. I I am absolutely positively, and I've read this, and I've read commentator after commentator after commentator, and they try to serious this up, and it's like, there's no seriousing This up. the guy is out. I mean, it's like it's like get smart. It's like Maxwell Smart knocking on the door, uh, trying to hide from chaos, and they're having an argument. Uh, 99 and Jaime and the chief are having an argument inside the house about uh, about uh, whether it's Max at the door or not. It's just like in- absolutely crazy. And the bigger amazement was that God said yes? Oh... If that's true, then I'll ask you this question. Then why do, we, why do we pray? I mean, we're not expecting anything at all. You ask God to do something, you start off with faith, and then it, it kind of just filters down into a sticky note. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that. I am not convinced that is wisdom. I am convinced the Lord has this story in here for us to understand that these hilarious flaws belong to all of us. Every one of us. What happened when Jesus, to Jesus, to cause him to say his followers, you will always have the poor among you. You will not always have me. He was anointed with a jar of perfume or oil for his burial? That's what the answer to that trivia question is. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Life, like
1: a-
4: what is the David Spoon Experience?
0: All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, one through three, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind-blower. How should you and I respond if the Earth falls out of its rotation? <laughs> okay, so so my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, Okay, about my age, a little younger, about my age, very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, what what keeps the earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, A rotation uh, from the moon and from the the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese in a wheel. (laughs) One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the Earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with uh, with the the moon and the sun. And without it, the Earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end. Although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from scripture. But here's what the the psalmist is saying: It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to, that is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by, but God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our last trivia question, getting ready to do our history, and then the closing on the show. Can you believe the show went this fast? It's amazing. Lightning fast. (laughs) Um, Here's your last trivia question. To whom? Whenever I see this book that says to whom, I always wonder, was that the right English? To whom did Abraham give a tenth of everything in Genesis 14? To whom did Abraham give a tenth of everything in Genesis 14? If you think you have the answer, you can call us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well Send an email to david at org. Trivia question, to whom did Abraham give a tenth of everything in Genesis 14? I just want to say to Eric, that is an interesting spelling job. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> must cool. have been voice
0: kicks. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's. Uh, was, uh, the first one. Uh, you, it has to be voice recognition, right? I mean, it's the only thing where you say something to your phone, like, you know, please contact so-and-so, <laughs> and then it'll say, French fries and a hamburger. And you're just like, going, what happened? It's like, what happened? I don't even know what that means. And they can get tricky with that word. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, somebody calling in. We'll have them uh, grab and uh, share uh, what it is. I will tell you right now. That uh, Joy, Ann, and Cordelia today got 2 powpows, pow-pows, and then as well, uh, Al got two pow-pows. That's pretty good for uh, overall. So if somebody's ready to answer a trivia question, let's send them on through. <laughs> knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
2: Hello, David. This is Gene.
0: Hello. How are you?
2: Excellent. Excellent.
0: How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I'm just, I'm just blessed to be a child of the Most High God.
2: There we go. I like to say I'm blessed, and I pray for the rest.
0: That's it. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> correct. All right. To whom did Abraham give a tenth of everything in Genesis fourteen?
2: I'll give you his title first, and then I'll give you his name. It, 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 I think it, I think I have the correct title. The King of you know, of uh, uh, Shiloh, but he was Melchizedek.
0: That is correct, amigo. You are right. And what's amazing about this story, and I, I, I bring this up, and I don't bring this up to guilt anybody ever. But it's just this happened, and you know, people are like, you know, they argue about tithes and so on and so forth. This happened before there was a law. <laughs> so there you can't really, you paid tithes to Melchizedek before there was a law for tithes. It's like, that ought to tell you something right there. That ought to give you some insights right there. Yes. Excellent job yes. there. Yes, sir. Excellent work. Oh. I appreciate okay. that. Well. Very, very good. Well, Thank you for your ministry David oh, thank you I appreciate that very very much
2: You're welcome. I will be talking to you very soon
0: all right God bless you brother
2: God bless you thank you bye bye
0: all right <laughs> eric i don't I don't know if that frumpy face is because he did that spelling or <laughs> he's got he's got a little frowny face. <laughs> Okay. Let's just do the history and to Let's go, let's in, the past. Let's go let's in
1: the past. All
2: right,
0: today is spouse's day. I just happen to be really blessed. I have the best spouse ever. That's just my personal opinion. Nobody's going to take that away from me. It is also National Green Juice Day. I do not know what that means cuz I don't know how many green juices I like. Do you like green juice? I don't know what this is it is.
2: They can be tricky, but they have health benefits.
0: Okay. Yeah, isn't that the grass stuff? I mean, it could be, it could be, you know, kale, spinach. It could be all okay, different things. Okay, I'm mowing the grass. I'm not drinking it right? grass. <laughs> uh, National Peanut Brittle Day. Okay, yes. I'm there yeah. for that. And then also, uh, I don't know what this means, speak, speak up and succeed. I don't know what that means. All right, uh, here, this is funny. Now, if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll appreciate this. In 1788, on this day, the first penal colony is founded at... Botany Bay, Australia. So for those that are Star Trek fans with Ricardo Montalban, Botany Bay was the name of the ship that they uh, were uh, moved into, just to kind of let you know that. 1915, the Rocky Mountain National Park is formed. 1934, the Apollo Theater opens in Harlem, New York City. And then, uh, this is one of those weird, you didn't get one piece of history into thinking, Really? This is one of those, okay? All right. In 1785, Benjamin Franklin writes a letter to his daughter. Benjamin Franklin writes a letter to his daughter expressing his disapproval of the eagle as our nation's symbol. He thought the bald eagle was of bad moral character and found that the turkey was a more respectable bird. Wow. I did not know that. (laughs) Well, I think he lost that case. (laughs) Pretty much. It's the the turkey's the more respectable... It is if you deep fry it. Anyway, (laughs) that's all I want to say. Okay. All right. Taking a deep breath here. Okay. We got to finish the show. All right. All right. I just want to say everybody's doing a great job. I really appreciate everybody and all the answers that everybody's doing. Just fantastic. You guys are just awesome, awesome, awesome people. Okay? All right. So let's close this out and understand. So this story is, of course, one of my fave, 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 faves. And it, it is favorite because it's just so unique to the situation to the early church, and they just the you can tell they're still getting their footing and trying to figure things out. And we're gonna get into uh, Acts 13 in the next couple of weeks, and you see the shift in Acts where it'll start focusing on Barnabas and Saul, and then uh, eventually Saul, who's called Paul, will be the focus of everything. But listen to how this closes out. So, uh, when they recognize when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door. She ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally went out and opened the door, they were amazed. He motioned for them to be quiet and told them what had happened and how the Lord had led him out of jail. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said, and then he went to another place. Why he went to another place uh, could be a bazillion reasons, and maybe the Lord led him. Whatever. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna read into the scripture. But what he did do was he communicated and said, "Tell James and the other brothers what happened." And this is the part that I bring up to you guys and petition you in in regards to getting on the website and filling out that praise form if you're not comfortable sharing some of the things the Lord has done. Here is an amazing scenario that takes place with Peter, and he is actually an answer to prayer, their prayers, the church's prayers, and it's the whole thing is miraculous, and sure, it's funny, and you know we're making fun of it and having a good time. The Lord's not mad about that. We just look at this story and think, that's just so amazing. It's so sci-fi. I mean, especially the gate the gate opening this is not like a gate to a pool this is a this is a prison gate that opens by itself so this is some big stuff right and the fact that Peter got out between 16 guards and walked through two guard posts and nothing happened it's like the guy's walking through walls kind of mentality it's like amazing stuff and what does Peter say to do about the whole experience what does he say he says, Tell James and the other brothers what happened. Now, some of you have had absolutely phenomenal, miraculous things happen, haven't you? Just things you might be thinking, well, not quite to this level, maybe to this level, maybe beyond this level, okay? Do you know what? You got to tell James and the other brothers, so to speak. You've got to tell people these great things that God has done because these stories, these testimonies are the very things that give a lot of us hope when we're kind of feeling hopeless. Finding out that somebody got redeemed, even though they were just like one of the worst people is so encouraging to pe- for people to hear because it gives them hope about people they pray for. Finding out that a marriage can come back from the brink of death is a, a miracle. It's amazing. Share that testimony. It blesses people. Finding out that the Lord has moved you forward and enabled you to let go of things, share that testimony because your brothers and your sisters need They need to hear what God is doing. Do you hear that? People need to hear what God is doing in your life because it makes a difference. And you might be saying, well, all my stuff, it's just so small. This is the thing. You don't know the impact that your sharing will have on somebody else. That's not your job. Your job is to share and let God take it and do what he will with it. It could be the smallest thing. I will close with this. When I shared with my mom, I shared with her tons and stuff. I was amazed that when I shared about the demonic encounters, that's the thing that caught her interest. I never would have thought that, but I was wrong. And God always knows what he's doing. All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
1: The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KWAM, DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.